Good morning. Hope everybody is recouped when your first full week back. Hopefully everybody's got back to work. I don't have any announcements or anything, so we're going to get right into it. If you've got your Bibles, turn over to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. We're going to be, well, actually Matthew and Luke, we're going to look at both versions of the parable this morning on how to build your house, just how to build in general. So we got a, a few carpenters around here that could give us some pointers and one of the biggest things that anybody that's ever built a house will tell you you gotta have good foundation i remember when i used to work for h&m construction i worked for him for a couple years before they actually gave me my first set of blueprints and told me go lay this house out and i was a nervous wreck because i knew if i messed up at the beginning that it was going to mess up at the very end I had to dig my footers. I had to pour those footers. I had to figure my concrete. I had to figure that. And I was a nervous wreck because I knew if I messed up at the beginning, it wouldn't be good at the end. And that's something that we need to take into consideration in our Christian walk is our foundation. How solid is that foundation? One of the, we all know this, one of the stories that we, we read about in history class anyway is uh, back in 1174, the Italian architect Banana. Pisana began to work on what would become the most, his most famous project of all. And it was going to be a 180-foot tall tower. And it was going to be built in Pisa. So we know it as the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's the, what we, we know. So the things that I, I just doing a little bit of research on, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on this right here. There was a little problem with the at the beginning the builders quickly discovered that the soil was much softer than they anticipated and the foundation was far too shallow to adequately hold the structure and sure enough it started to lean and the more they built the more it leaned and this day right now it's about 18 foot out of plumb that's pretty bad ain't it 18 foot maybe 18 inches or maybe eight inches but 18 feet, even when they was building it as they were going up and it was leaning, they tried to correct it and go up a little bit differently to try to put the weight over. Things got, I don't know what they've got. It's all shored up and got cables and rebar, everything else leaned up against it to keep it from falling. But they messed up in the beginning because they did not dig deep enough. They did not go far enough into the ground to get a good foundation. And the scientists and architects and everybody else that's involved in it now in 2022, they say it will fall. Because it did not have a firm foundation, it is going to fall. And that's something for us to keep in mind. I, I wanna, I wanna, this, this is my 1,500 illustrations for biblical preaching book that I like to get all my useless knowledge out of. I'm going to read this to you real fast because this really will set the tone for today. It says, if you've ever lived or visited a large city you probably have had the chance to watch a skyscraper under construction for the first six months or so the project all the workmen do is is to make a great hole in the ground to build a tall building by starting far below the surface level seems absurd even crazy but as you would suspect there is a good reason for the large hole to build a mammoth building it has to first you first have to dig down until a strong foundation can be built, one that is capable of supporting the skyscraper. A doghouse needs no foundation. An ordinary house can be built on little more than a concrete slab. But a skyscraper, that's different. It requires a deep and solid foundation. 
So it is in our Christian life. Our upward potential is totally dependent on the foundation underneath it. That's I love that. Our upward potential is totally dependent on the foundation underneath it. It makes you think a little bit, don't it? What are you what is your life based on? What what kind of foundation do you have as a Christian? What kind of foundation does the church have? Now I could probably ask Keith about the foundation because when he worked on these wings, he might have seen was it Locust Post? <laughs> was there actually rock? Chestnut Chestnut Post? Logs. So we know what kind of church or foundation the church has. Physical foundation. It's got chestnut. But then what kind of foundation does the church have? Where are we based? What what is our faith based on? What do we believe in? What does the church members believe in? What is our faith based on? What is our foundation built upon? You go into some of these older churches, and I know when I say older churches, I'm talking about ones built back in the 1700s. And you go to these churches and, and you look at their foundation. There is a cornerstone that is laid in a lot of those cornerstones you will find a bible you will find scripture on those cornerstones because they knew that the church had to be founded on a solid rock they knew what it had to be founded on both physically and spiritually but they meant it spiritually we not got we have to know what we're founded on and how to build our lives jesus here what we're getting ready to leave in is, is closing out of the sermon on the mount we're going to read here in just a moment, he's going to share with us a parable about foundations. And we're going to see the difference between wise and foolish builders. There's a huge difference between a wise builder and a foolish builder. And I say, I say every county's got a few of both around here. I'd say there's, there's one or two of, of each floating around. If you've got your Bibles open, stand just, just for a moment. We're going to read Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Bible says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now, if you will, turn over to Luke chapter 6, just a minute. Luke chapter 6, verse 47. Luke six forty-seven. The Bible says, Whosoever cometh to me, and heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house, and dig deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Let's pray. Father, this morning, again, we just want to say thank you. God, thank you for this this parable that you've given us, Father, it's such a, Lord, it's just something that we need in this day in life. Just take it to heart this morning, God, and realize that 
it's not too late for us to, to dig deeper in, in our foundation, to, to get our feet planted on that solid rock, to get our church planted on that solid rock, to get our lives firmly placed upon that solid rock. And I pray, God, today that this would move somebody. Lord, I pray this parable would touch somebody's heart. Somebody might be standing on some soft sand right now. God, I pray that they would realize that they need to move away from it and dig a little deeper and get planted firmly on that rock. God, I pray today that you would be with this church as we continue to move forward and grow. Father, I pray that you would touch us. And Lord, use this church in a great way. Lord, allow us to be the lighthouse on the hill. And God, I pray that you'd bless this congregation today. Be with us as we, as we fellowship. Be with us as we worship. I'll listen in your son's name we pray. Amen. You can have a seat. So we're going to look at several things this morning. And the first thing we're going to look at is, is hearing and doing. Hearing and doing. It's two different things. We hear a lot of things, but do we do what we're told to do? We're, we, we're told at work what to do we hear the boss say you've got to do this or you've got to do that what do you do with what you hear do you do what you're told to do you better is that right hunter when boss says do it you do it just just nod just just nod yes nobody on camera can see you both here both these people they hear but only the wise man does anything with it now james 122 says this but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. You can hear sermon after sermon after sermon. I don't know how many times this message right here has been preached about a firm foundation. Some of y'all have heard it hundreds of times, I'm sure. Some of you just a handful of times. But you can hear it, and you can hear it, and you can hear it. And you know what? You can go to both these verses in Luke and in Matthew, and you can read it, and you can read it, and you can read it. But what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? If you don't do what the Word says, what, what are you searching for? Why are you searching it out? If, if you don't do what the Word says, then why are you even listening? Why are you here this morning? If you're not going to do what the Word says, not what, what the preacher says, don't worry about that. It's what the Word says. If you're not going to do what the Word says, why are you listening? Why are you here? If you're not going to do what the Word says, then why are you even reading Scripture? Why would you bring your Bible this morning? If you're not going to do what it says, why bother? Psalms 31.3 says, For thou art my rock and my fortress, therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. That's God. Lead me and guide me. He is our rock. He is what we depend on. He is what we have to stand on. He is the one that we go to in our, our times of trouble. When we have issues in our lives, we've got to go to that solid rock. Go to something that's not going to waver. Go to something that's not going to fall away. Go to something that we know is strong. Go to the rock. Go to God. It says, lead me and guide me. That's our foundation. If we have our feet planted on a firm foundation, which is God, then He will lead us 
and he is going to guide us, just like the, the author here in Psalm 31 says. Jesus says, the wise man is the one who hears and does. So if you're listening this morning and you do what the Word says, then you're considered a wise person, a wise man. If you're doing what the Word says, if you're doing what the Bible says, if you're doing what Jesus says, then you're considered the wise person. Be ye doers of the Word. That's what James says. Be ye doers of the Word. The foolish man is the one who hears and does nothing. So which are you this morning? Are you a hearer and a doer? Are you a hearer and a don't doer? If you hear it and you do it, you're wise. If you don't, you're foolish. Number two, we've got to look at the building and the foundations. Verse 24 again says, Therefore, whosoever heareth this saying of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Verse 26 says, Every one that heareth these, saying, these sayings of mine and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. So we have building a house upon the rock and building the house upon the sand. One is dangerous. Remember when mom and dad built their house back in 92. One of the greatest things about this, the whole house. Number one, we was getting ready to move out of a single wide trailer and we was going into a two-story house. I was beside myself. I was so happy. But the coolest thing about this whole house is they had to blow up the corner. It was on a rock. And I got to watch preach or Roy, Main, or Roy uh, Hodges go out there with his back or his uh, dozer and his drill. And he'd drill down a little ways and he'd drop that dynamite down in there. And that was the coolest thing in the world to watch him blow that corner out. The best part about that corner was my room set right over it so I knew that it wasn't going to settle. It was going to be built on that solid rock right there in the corner. I didn't think about that at the time. Now looking back, I had one of the best places in the house because my room was sitting on a firm foundation. The house was actually sitting on a firm foundation. Both men in this story, this parable right here, built, but on different types of soil. Building here in the mountains and building down at the coast is two different things. Do you ever build anything down at the coast? <laughs> I'd say it's, it's different. You can get by with different things down there. I, when... Um, I can't remember where it's. It's right off, right where the blowing rock is in Blowing Rock. But you go out by it, and there's there's a couple houses that are on rock cliffs out there that actually looks down towards the nor and looks overlooks Blackberry. And I remember watching them build them things, and how they would anchor those beams and those posts into the rock. But you get on the coast, and you, you don't do that. You probably drill down or just pour a slab. I don't know how it works down there. But it's totally different. So building in the mountains and building uh, down at the coast is totally different. Every one of us is building the house that we live in right now. We're building the house that we live in. We're either doing it by design or we're doing it unconsciously, but we're still building that house that we're living in. Psalm 62, 6 says, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense I shall not be moved. So if we're building on that rock that we're supposed to be building on, we're not going to be moved. We've sang it as kids. I shall not be moved. I love that little song. There's so much truth in that little song because of how we build our lives and what we build it on. What distinguishes the builders is the foundation they choose to build on. Now, I hadn't built a house in probably about 20 years now. 
So I don't know how much times have changed and how different things are, but I do know that you've got to have a, a good foundation when you build a house. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they might be building it on great stuff now. I don't know. They might just use the, the red can. October 17th, 1989. I'm going to give you some nerdy facts real quick just because I know Hunter likes it. October 17th, 1989, an earthquake hit San Francisco. Some of y'all remember it. I was seven when it hit. I don't remember it, but I, I, I remember reading about it. What happened during that earthquake in 1979? There were two different things to look at. You've got the Golden Gate Bridge... And then you go down to Oakland and you got that double overpass thingy that they had. The bridge stood, the overpass did not. If you do the research, when they built the Golden Gate Bridge on the south side of it, they dug and they set them pillars way down deep below the sea. Way down deep on, now believe it or not, it was actually sitting on a fault line, the Golden Gate Bridge is. But they dug down and they put them pillars on rock go over to the Oakland overpass it was built on field dirt it was built on field dirt they didn't know at the time just how much it would withstand we don't know just how much we will withstand until we've been tested that earthquake tested the Golden Gate Bridge and it tested the Oakland overpass guess which one failed the one that wasn't built on a good foundation. Did the Golden Gate Bridge shake? Absolutely. Anything's going to shake. How many times have y'all felt an earthquake up here? You, you've all felt them up here. It's happened. And a lot more here recently. We've had earthquakes. Did you feel it? Yeah. We're going to have our, our earth shaking underneath our feet some. But did you fall? No. Did your house fall? No. It's built on a firm foundation. How is your house built? It was, it all looked the same until the time of testing. That's what I'm going to get back to. We all might look the same. We might all go to the same church. We might all look pretty good. We might all think and sing good. Or we might be able to quote scripture together and quote it good. We might look good on the outside. But until we're tested, we won't know how solid our foundation is. Until the church has been tested. I don't think we've been tested quite yet. And I'm not talking about Chestnut Day. I'm talking about his church. I don't know. I know we're being tested, but we haven't been tested to this point yet to see just how firm a foundation his church has right now. We've had some things thrown at us. I know that the church, we've had to tackle things like the gay marriage and abortion and things like that. We've had to, to focus on that, and we've been tested, and I'll be honest with you, we've failed so far. But the big test ain't come yet. We ain't been persecuted yet. How are we going to stand? That's why we got to make sure that we have a firm foundation. We as Christians, we as the church, have got to have that firm foundation we can't be walking around treading on sand. We've got to make sure that our feet are planted on solid foundation, on that solid rock, because we will be tested. This earth is going to shake. Our ground's going to be shaken out from under us, feels like. 
but we can stand tall. We can stand firm. The other thing we've got to look at is the storms and the outcomes. Verse 25 says, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And verse 27 says, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was that fall of it. Now verse 27 is talking about the sand, verse 25 is talking about the rock. The rock stood. When the, the floods came, when it rained and the floods came, on that rock it stood. It did not fall. Both houses hit by the same storm, but only one can survive. You can tell a difference. Tell a huge difference. How's, I, I keep going back to Keith and, and, and Hunter on this one, but I'll ask Hunter. I, I'll just go over here this time. How do you tell if a, if a house is not built on a good foundation? It's what? Settled. You get cracks in the block, and you can tell. You, your drywall starts popping, and you see, you see things. I was testing them for you just to, just to make sure. Just to make sure you got a good employee. You, got, you, you know these things. Now, I told you about our, our house. That back right corner never settled because it was on a rock. But under my sister's room, it settled. I remember going down in the basement, and you could see the crack following the joints in the block where it was settling over in that corner. Now, I picked on her about some other things, why it settled, and I ain't going to talk about that. She might hear this. Well, I don't, I don't want to get beat up after church. But it settled. The ground got a little soft. Building on a wet spring. Maybe good rains come through, something you ain't had a hundred-year flood or whatever, and it's going to get soft, and those corners might settle just a little bit. Storms will come for everybody, but they're going to come in different ways. Every house that we build is going to face something. My parents, the house that they're in now, they build it on a hill. So guess what they get to deal with? Wind. Constantly wind. Our house where we're at right now, the front of the house is great. Sun pops out, we get six, six feet of snow, and the sun hits that, and it's gone in a day. But now we've got snow on the back porch. And it'll be there till July because the sun don't hit back there. We're all going to face storms in our lives. Now, I said that, but he's not teaching a parable about how to build a house in protected areas. That is not what Jesus is talking about. He's not saying that you need to build on the north side or the south side. He's not telling you that if, if you go up north that you're going to get a blizzard. He's not saying if you go down south that you're going to get extreme heat. He's not telling us that if you go out to the Midwest, you're going to have to deal with tornadoes. He's not saying if you go on out to the, to the West Coast that you're going to deal with earthquakes and fires. That's not what he's telling us. He's not saying if you come to Avery County, you get all of those in one week. Because you will. Or we'll talk anyway. That's not what he's telling us right here. There are no storm-free zones. I don't care where you go. I don't care if you sit in church on that pew every single day that ends in Y you're still going to get a storm in your life. You're going to get hit, and it's going to be, some of it's going to rock your world. Some of it's going to be the biggest shock that you've ever experienced. But you're going to have to hit those storms. And he's telling us, as long as you've got a good, firm foundation, 
you can withstand that storm. This parable is about foundations, not avoiding weather. The outcome is determined by the foundation we're sitting on. If your foundation is on sand, if your foundation is based upon worldly things, then it's going to crumble. It's going to corrupt and it's going to fall. It's going to crack. It's going to deteriorate and it's going to weather on the worldly things. But if your life is built upon a solid rock, a solid foundation, then when that storm comes and you get hit with a sickness or a death or the loss of a job or whatever it might be, he says, you'll make it. He said, the floods will come, the floodgates will open, but you're not going to move. You might shake a little, but you're not going to fall. Everything depends on how you're built. Either you're building your life on Jesus and his teaching, or you're not. That's all there is to it. You're either building it on his word, or you're not. You're either building it on his word, or you're building it on the world's word. You're going to experience life if you're building it on his word. If you're not, then you're going to experience destruction. Uh, Psalms 18 says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Take a good look at, at these right here. I'm going to show you something. Everybody's, I come in here this morning, everybody's wondering why I brought cans in. I told them me and, me and Paisley kicked these all the way from Vilas up here, all the way down the road. So look at these two cans. You got a good can right here, and then you got a not so good looking can right here. Now think about this: both were designed to hold liquid. That was chicken noodle soup, and I don't know what that was. But they were both designed to do the same thing: to hold a liquid. Now think about it: which one of these two? looks the sturdiest if y'all can see can y'all see it past the, the flowers which one of those two looks the sturdiest which one of those two looks the firmest if which one of those two looks the strongest which one looks the most secure it might look like one is stronger than the other but when you put the liquid in it and you set it back down. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's the foundation that it sits on. That's what matters. They're both sitting on fo solid foundations. Now, if I was to set that over on... It's leaking water on the back side. <laughs> i just pour that over here before it leaks down on my Bible. If you just set that on sand, guess what? It'd fall over. If you just put weight on that, it would buckle and fall over. But because it's on a good firm foundation, a good solid piece of wood, it didn't fall over. It all depends on your foundation. This is what a lot of us look like right now. We're crumbled. We've crunched. We've buckled. 
We've got to the, to the ends of our wits. We can't take no more. We can't take any more stresses in our lives. We just can't deal with it anymore. It's the way it feels. But as long as your feet are planted firmly on solid ground, we're the same as this can over here. We can be filled up with all the goodness of God and still stand up and not fall over. Put that on sand and it's going to fall over. Put it on something soft and it's going to fall over. Both are actually secure because they are both sitting on strong foundations, no matter what they look like. Not all of us can look as, as good as Nat. I'm sorry. He's just blessed. He's a blessed man. But it ain't you. <laughs> no matter what we look like, whether it's as good as Nat, I'll just leave it there. No matter what we look like, and what we go through in this life, as long as we have our feet planted firmly on solid ground, and we are grounded in the Word of God, we cannot be moved. Like the song says, we shall not be moved. That's what the Bible says, we shall not be moved. Even a solid object is at risk of a weak foundation. Big old multi-million dollar houses can collapse. Nice, expensive houses can fall down. Let's go back to God's illustration, to, to Jesus' parable right here for just a second, about foundations. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house that house and it fell and great was the fall of it and great was the fall of it a weak house built on a rock will stand better than a strong house built on soft ground that's not good construction but you know we know we know where i'm going there a strong house, a weak house, I'm sorry, a weak house built on a rock can still fall. But it stands a lot better than a strong house on weak ground. Built on that sand. The issue is, where are you building your house this morning? If it's not on Jesus and his teaching, then your life is going to be like that leaning power tower of Pisa. All those smart people say it's going to fall eventually. I'm not a smart person, but I tell you, if you're, if you're not grounded and built firmly on a solid rock, I'll tell you this, eventually you're going to fall. You need that firm foundation. You need God. You need Him right now. I think we need Him more now than we ever have. We need God. We need that foundation. We're not going to make it. Stand with me. We're going to close out. I feel like I... Either calmly sung short song or I preached too fast. I don't know how that worked. I love that. Think about that this week. Your foundation. Do, do a little do a little research on your life. 
Sometimes it's good to reevaluate where your priorities are. Sometimes it's really good to reevaluate your foundation. I keep seeing these little these little advertisements that pop up about that it's a foam that they stick in under sidewalks now and they can squeeze that foam in there and raise it back up where it's settled. Maybe you need a, just a good can of red great stuff in your life. Just some of y'all know what that is. Just something to firm up your foundation. I don't know. Think about your foundation and where it's at. Jerry, will you dismiss us? Amen. All right, you're dismissed.